0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. This has been very much an issue in Calgary, but I, I think there, there's a point here that this is not, strictly speaking, a Calgary issue. But there's there's been recently a, a push, an attempted push, to encourage uh, more residential living within the city in the city limits, in the core. But it's, it's been relatively ineffective because people want to live in the suburbs. And again, that's not a, a Calgary issue. That's not a Calgary uh, impulse. In fact, it's something we're seeing right across the country. Over the last 10 years, uh, Canada has become more suburban in the face of major cities pushing for the opposite. So what is driving people, so to speak, to the suburbs? Why are people making that decision? And what's the impact of that decision? Well, someone who spent a lot of time researching this, and in fact is out with a a new study looking at at these changes. Uh, David Gordon is an urban planning professor at Queen's University in Kingston. Uh, David, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program.
1: Happy to be be here. How's the traffic in Calgary today?
0: I think it's uh, it's okay today. Um, you know, it it can it can get messy, obviously, for for some of these reasons we're going to be talking about. Um, but you, this is something you, you've done a lot of work on in the past. Uh, what, what have you noticed then in in the years you've been studying this?
1: Well, every Canadian city, as you point out, has policies to try to encourage more intensification. And what I've noticed is that. All of the downtown projects are really high profile. I mean, you notice the forest of cranes in Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal. Um, and you kind of don't notice as much the vast growth around the edges of the city. So I'm sure you know every downtown project in Calgary is a controversy. There's articles in the media, there's uh, political issues. And uh, you feel like Everything's happening in the downtown, whereas the stuff that's being built on the outskirts is hardly noticed at all. And there's a lot more of it.
0: Well, there is. Yeah. Uh, That, in fact, what, about 80 percent of Canadians live in in suburbs?
1: In the Canadian metro metro areas, well over 80 percent. There isn't uh, a single metropolitan area in Canada that doesn't have at least 80 percent of the residents living in some kind of suburb and Calgary is no different. Uh, it, uh, Calgary 88% of the population we'd say is in some form of suburb and 12% uh, in uh, inner core uh, areas. That's not what concerns me. What concerns me is the growth patterns uh, across the country where it's great. There's new development in downtown Calgary um, and there's some great work being done that in uh, Calgary. I'd say you know, the Bridges project around the old hospital site, mm-hmm. the East Village is a great piece of work. I'm very impressed with the plans for uh, Garrison Woods and uh, Curry Barracks, and I think it's a tremendous new plan for the Calgary uh, West Campus of the university. But there's so much more happening on the edge need many, many more projects like the ones I just mentioned in the cores of the city and you um, need uh, more intense development and closer to the transit system uh, on the edges. And this is something we see in every city across Canada, but Calgary is uh, one of the ones with the most growth in the suburbs. In fact, it's the most growth in the suburbs of any of the six big cities.
0: So what's driving it? I mean, you know, cost is is clearly one factor, that that living in the inner city and more established neighborhoods in in Calgary, it it costs more than than living in the outskirts or living in some of these these more suburban neighborhoods. So is it simply a matter of cost, or is there a lot more going on here?
1: Well, there is both cost and congestion problems. So, I mean, who wouldn't prefer to drive a car on an uncongested highway and across empty bridges into uh, a big city's core. But we can't do that anymore. You know, Calgary's made it to the big time. It, it's over a million people now, and there are no cities of a million people that work just with automobiles. Um, They've got a bit of a jump on places like Ottawa uh, uh, in putting in uh, transit early but the transit is just now being used to more effect and and more development around the edges. So we're seeing uh, uh, a slow change from the post-war period where uh, the the national government encouraged uh, housing for veterans uh, after the war to be uh, homes for heroes and single detached homes. And we thought this would work for everybody, but. Uh, it turns out as our cities got bigger, uh, you just can't do it with single detached homes and everybody driving the automobile.
0: Well, that's what people are okay with. People is you know they they'll take that that commute right if they can have uh, the nice home and, and the nice backyard.
1: Well, it works okay um, to live in these auto dependent neighborhoods as long as you're not too poor, too old, or too. Uh, young to -hmm. drive a car which actually is about half the population so you know ask any teenager what it's like living in the suburbs without a car right or all of us baby boomers uh, having to negotiate with our parents now about what are you going to do now that you can't drive very very difficult situations um, because there simply isn't any option in these auto-dependent areas so we're trying to build cities that uh, work for walking and biking and transit, as well as being able to get around, uh, by an automobile, where you have options if you don't actually happen to own and operate a car.
0: Well, and, it, yeah, and it's not just giving individuals that choice. I mean, there, there are other reasons, I guess, why we would want to have... People walking, I mean, there's there's reasons for that, uh, obviously being too dependent on automobiles. There's implications from that. So what, what are the, the broader policy objectives here?
1: Well, we don't think that this suburban um, development pat- pattern is sustainable from either environmental equity or economic uh, perspective. From an environmental perspective, um, obviously... Driving a car and mostly it's single, single people driving car, car, cars uh, creates a lot more greenhouse gas than taking the C train, uh, which is a marvelous, uh, sustainable form of transit or even better walking or biking. And those, all those single detached homes um, take a lot of energy to heat and are exposed to the elements on five of their six sides, which is not as efficient as other ways. Secondly, from uh, an equity perspective, I mentioned what happens if you don't have a car. You mentioned the health perspective. Mm-hmm. Got an obesity epidemic in this country, and it has a lot to do with the fact that people are driving everywhere for everything. Uh, very uh, declining percentage of kids walking to school these days all being busted or dropped off. And uh, we're very concerned from a public health perspective. Finally, economically. It's very expensive to push those pipes and roads and wires out to the edges of the city. Um, It requires tremendous subsidy compared to building and and intensification downtown. All kinds of rules, regulations, and development uh, issues were pushed towards the suburban side after World War II in the 1950s uh, in order to get a lot of suburban development built as quickly as possible. And we have to take apart those rules and look at them very carefully to make sure that we're not subsidizing sprawl, which we are at the moment. The city of Calgary has done some very good work under the mayor at uh, doing the economic analysis and demonstrating that uh, uh, sprawl is expensive. Uh, Halifax was a leader in this, and they completely turned around they're planning policies after they saw how expensive it is to sprawl out on the edges.
0: Well, I guess the problem is these cities are competing with surrounding communities. Obviously, the 905 around Toronto—that—that that, that's a choice people have. Um, you know, Edmonton's got a number of communities around it. Calgary has a few, maybe not as as many as some cities, but Airdrie, Okotoks, Cochrane, I River. Um, so even if if Calgary goes in another direction, people who who want that lifestyle still still have that choice so aren't aren't cities competing with these bedroom communities to some extent
1: well the best organized uh cities like calgary have uh push keep pushing their boundaries out around the edge so they control their fates um and have a better chance chance to regulate this uh work if you don't have that you need regional government and um, vancouver's had that brilliantly since 1975 And Vancouver is the leader in Canada for doing a good job on developing more sustainable suburbs. When my students go to Vancouver, I tell them, yeah, sure, go look at the beautiful buildings downtown and the seawall and False Creek. But what you really have to go out and look at is the great job that Vancouver region has done with building downtown nodes in places like Richmond, Surrey City Center, New Westminster, Burnaby. Vancouver's done a better job than anywhere else in Canada. Only 79% of its growth is in suburbs and the growth in the suburbs has a fair proportion of places you can walk, cycle or take transit to. So that's a really good example.
0: Well, sure. I mean, Vancouver is also <laughs> Vancouver, and uh, it's not realistic for, for the vast majority of Canadians to own a home in Vancouver. So, it, 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 I don't know, I mean, it almost seems like a moot point just because of everything else Vancouver's dealing with.
1: Well, you know, Vancouver ha, had to uh, do a good job on its suburbs. It sprawled a lot in the 70s and 60s, too. Uh, but they, you know, because of the mountains, they just ran out of land. Mm-hmm so that you know i have to do a better job at it so um and uh toronto has got a pretty good growth plan um but it it takes years for these things to truly uh bite and vancouver, montreal for example just had an award-winning regional plan approved in 2012 it was just off the interview with the montreal folks saying yeah the vancouver people got a 40-year jump on you looking for results uh, uh right away because this thing is a super tanker that uh, changes direction very
0: slowly well i guess not only that but with more and more canadians living in suburbs does that become almost a, a political powerful block that if if that's where the vast majority of people live and they like living there d- does that make it politically difficult to to bring in policies that, that would challenge that status quo
1: Certainly, and the political analysts got to this before uh, many of the other uh, journalists in the country. Um, and uh, certainly Mr. Harper's crew understood this very well. And, uh, you know, you win elections in Canada by winning the suburbs of the major cities because um, there's so, so much of them. And you have to be careful not to permit the kind of behavior where you drive a wedge between... Um, the people living in the active core and the um, and the suburbs um, and all of this discussion about the war on bicycle lanes being a war on the car uh, is not very helpful so Calgary is doing some great work right now uh, making their downtown uh, more sustainable um, and that in no way threatens um, current or future suburban residents
0: we' we'll read more of the research, uh, the website is canadiansuburbs.ca. Uh, professor Gordon, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate this.
1: It's a pleasure, and I hope everybody has a easy drive home
0: tonight. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Fingers crossed. Thanks, David. Uh, David Gordon, urban planning and professor at Queen's University, canadiansuburbs.ca. An update on his working paper, Suburban Nation, Estimating the Size of Canada's Suburban Population. Uh, His first round of research looked at 1996 to 2006. Uh, The latest research looks at 2006 to uh, 2016. And that number has increased from 67.5% to 86% of the population living in suburbs compared to 14% in active core neighborhoods. That's looking at uh, Canada's metropolitan uh, dwellers. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.